0: Hello, welcome to the Shumpcast. I'm Tony Shump, Ralph Nardellum. And I'm Dominic Antonio Sotbada. Uh, episode number 35, is it? Oh, Six. No, no. no, 36. No, 36. 36. 36. 36. And um, yeah, yeah we got, uh, we're excited to have ABC host, uh, breakfast host, sports uh, reporter Paul Kennedy. What a great Paul boy. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah so we're going to have him on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit. Low key today because you yeah, you you're some, your, your yelling screaming, well, you know, mate, and yes, uh, your introductions were terrible news yeah. yeah I, I, just I, we just said about Shane Warne, mate, and it's like Yeah, it's very tragic, yeah. Oh A my god, fifty two years old. A few and days ago, yeah. Yes, yes uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just and God Rod Godmaster Rod Marsh the day before yeah. and then bloody Shane um, Warren the next one. I yeah. can't believe it. I know very Life's sad, short,
1: mate. Like find your soul mate. Go and do what you gotta do before you die, because mate, anything can happen. Yeah. Any time. We better hurry up and,
0: and, and um, interview Dean Wallace because he's 52 too. Oh. Oh, shit, I know. So, 52? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm uh, 42, 52, so I've got a few years to go there. You're, you're not 42, 52. you're yeah. 62. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, you're 59. Anyway. <laughs> all right, so I just want to say, I joined the gym the other day. What? Yeah, I joined the gym, <laughs> you yeah. A gym. And, uh, I, uh, you know, the gym, i always say, oh, you waste your time going to the gym. It's all these hours. you go got a gym the at home? Yeah, I went this and this and that. So I said to myself... Why don't I just do it all in one day? Instead of going there for you know yeah. three or four times a day. Yeah. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, Three or a four, week, three or four a time week. times a week, sorry. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I said, oh, let me just do it in one day. What do you mean? So I start at six in the morning. Yeah. And I finish about six at night. What, Jen? Yeah. I do all my Yeah, Jen, I'm out for twelve break. hours straight. I a, well I do a tea break, lunch. break. Saves going there every three or four times hey, a week. That's not a bad idea. And the yeah, uh, yeah. personal training comes He goes, Oh, how are you going there, Tony? He goes, Yeah, good. He goes, oh, I've been here since six o'clock. And he looks at his watch he goes five o'clock. He goes, I do it all in one month. And he yeah. goes, really? He goes, not a bad idea. But anyway, yeah. oh <laughs> I thought I should God. have
1: been You back, you're just a But anyway, nurse.
0: let's anyway, ca- carry on. And we got uh, who, Paul, Paul Kennedy. Kennedy. on today. Yes, yeah, He's yep. a very, very
1: nice man from the ABC. He's a great journalist. He, yep. he was a frustrated footballer. Oh, frustrated. He wanted to play oh, yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, but the
1: to... three words to describe him would be honest, persistent, and innovative. Oh, wow. Innovative, right? Mm-hmm. But we threw in another word called... Meraki you know what Meraki oh, is Meraki. No, Meraki. What Meraki. we said Paul Kennedy yeah a w- another word to describe him would be Meraki and that's to do something with soul creativity or love leaving a piece of yourself in what you were
0: doing wow isn't that that's amazing isn't that amazing. awesome yeah. Hey, yeah a bit like Shane War he um yeah he wanted to play football he, that, that was his love Shane Warner, yeah he, he, he started off at St Kilda was, yeah and then, and then, they, then uh, Lucky he got the
1: ass because then he was yeah, Australia's yeah. greatest yeah, leg spinner
0: and, uh, the world's greatest leg. Said he got a letter in the mail saying uh, we don't need your service anymore, and he was a bit upset about that. But he wanted to be a footballer. But anyway, look what happened. He ended up becoming a, one, a, one, the one of the greatest uh, yeah, uh, league or off spin. Was it legal? Off spin. Off spin. Leg, leg? spin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Leg-spin, let's anyway. um, no more further to do. Okay, carry, carry on. on. Here's Paul Kennedy.
1: Paul Kennedy, you were born in 1975 and you were a father of three boys. You wanted to be an AFL footballer, yeah, when you are about 1920. So you take it from there, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. I wanted to uh, play the BYU's love footy. Yeah. Didn't work you out for me, so
1: um, I went into journalism. That's oh, a short story. And then I've been a journalist ever since I left high school. Yeah, but you, you played at Dandy Stingrays, at Frankston Dolphins. You played in
2: Fitzroy Lions, too, in the VFL. So yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up playing at Seaford Footy Club. That was my junior club. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, went through the other seventeens, and then the Stingrays was a southern Stingrays then. Yeah. Just that new carpet started up, uh, mate. And then um, went to yeah Fitzroy on a sub the next year. What Fitzroy and Lions? To- like, just, just stayed one year at, um, at Fitzroy and then uh, went
1: to Frankston after that. Yeah, but was that the Fitzroy that disbanded or the Fitzroy in Brisbane
2: now? No, nah, there was 1994 Yeah. and Fitzroy was uh, based out of Lakeside Oval for training. Oh. And so uh, we were training at Lakeside. Yeah. And uh, in the sort of, you know, the, the facilities there were probably about the standard maybe of a like a football club these days. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, although I guess it was sort of the beginning of the end for Fitzroy and yeah. our home grounds was- um, Junction Oval. We played Oval. some games at the Western Oval. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was a bit all over the place. Yeah, Fitzroy was sort of sliding and then, you know, within a couple of years, the good players had gone to other clubs and they uh, moved to Brisbane.
0: So what happened the uh, end of the football career back then? Uh, you said you played for a little while and it didn't happen? Uh, did you have an injury or something? Or
2: He wants to know about no, your coffee. I kept playing, so, but just not at that, not anywhere near the top level.
1: Yeah, no, I think he wants to know about your coffee, uh, your coffee boy. He wants to know what a coffee boy is when you first started your journalism. <laughs> 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 All right, no
2: worries. Yeah, so yeah. When I was first uh, uh, year back at Frank, and I'd, I'd already started at the Herald and Weekly Times. So a coffee boy is just someone who run errands around the, the newsroom. Okay. And who was there? I was lucky enough to get a job at the Herald and Weekly Times back when they were in the old building on Blinder Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, over several floors of the building and I worked in all these different departments and uh, basically, you know, got into that type of... um, I sort of wanted to see what journalism was all about and that was a way in. Yeah, And then, uh, you know, I really wanted to, to write stories, but once I got into being a copy boy, I sort of fell in love with the newsrooms and the, mm. you know, the rhythm and flow and the, the characters of newsrooms and, um, yeah, I knew immediately that that's what I wanted to do for, uh, for the rest of my working days, be a journalist.
0: Mm. And then you moved to, you went to Channel Channel 9 and Channel 10, is that right?
2: Yeah, so the the order of it was I went from the Herald and Weekly Times as a copy boy. Yeah. Um, after 12 months, I got a cadetship, uh, which is similar to an apprenticeship, but within uh, journalism at a local newspaper. Yeah. And that was with leader newspapers on, on the weekly weekly right. heads. And I uh, worked there for probably about four years. And then worked, wanted to try TV or radio. I didn't really care which one. I just yeah. wanted to try out those different... Um, those different mediums, so um, the the one that came along after I sort of put a few feelers out was a job at Channel 10 on the Sunshine Coast. So I moved up to Queensland, worked there for uh, the sunny coast in Brisbane. I was there for about two and a half years. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, after that, moved back down to Melbourne and worked at Channel 10. Then I went over to ABC for a short stint, and then I landed at Channel 9 for a year. Yeah and then went back to ABC and um, around that time they started up a new show called News Breakfast and worked there for 13 years. So, wow, yeah. So yeah, chopped chop and changed. Most journos chop and change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 13 years of, on the one show, basically the one the same job. That's, um, yeah, that, that, that's sort of taken me up to, almost to this year.
1: And, and you made a film. You were a finalist or something in the Melbourne International Film yeah. Festival, Is that right? Are you a yeah.
2: actor, director? What are you? Uh, I, I sort of producer, I guess you'd call it. I, I wrote, produced a short film. Yeah. So that, that, that was an interesting thing. It's um, it perhaps uh you know builds up my skill sets um to an unrealistic <laughs> standard. Basically, the, the story was I was a football coach, a playing coach. Yeah. In the Mornington Peninsula League. Yeah. And. Uh, there, we we'd gone on a little bit of a, um, a sort of transformation for a couple of years. And because I was working in TV, I used to get, uh, mates down and sometimes they'd volunteer to come down who were cameramen who, who'd come and get a lot of shots around the, around the, um, the club. So unofficially I was sort of documenting what we were doing without having any idea of what it might end up being. Yeah. And then, uh, the Melbourne International Film Festival one year had a competition called Footy Shorts uh, and you could enter a short film about football yeah. so I had all this great material and I you know, wrote a script cut it up a really good friend of mine Anthony Fitzpatrick who's, uh, who's a star lensman from, um, from Channel 10 now Channel 9 yeah, and a great editor he, he pulled it all together so he was the um, you know he, he sort of uh, he was the creative person behind it, but yeah. you know I pulled it together, and yeah, we, we we became a finalist and had the the unusual honor of sitting in a cinema, and oh, so they yeah. played all the finalists up on the, on the big screen, and we got to watch our film get played. So that, that was uh, that was a bit of a blast. And that was called Drug, uh, drug Game, is it? Drug,
0: drug Game. Yeah, we,
2: we, yeah, we called it Drug Game because yeah, the transformation I talk about was the. um was confronting the, uh, the, the really big challenge of drugs, yep. and recreational drugs.
1: So in, the, in suburban football, you mean, like drugs in suburban in, football?
2: Yeah, yeah, well, everywhere. I guess um, it was, you know, we're in the outer suburbs, and, yeah. uh, you know, probably around the turn of the century, 2000, you know, ecstasy and party drugs became a big thing in the suburbs. And, mm. and before that, I don't remember, I'm sure it was around before then, but it was maybe a city nightlife sort of thing. It was just grog, well, mm. basically just grog down our way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that I knew about, you know. And the, I know some others would, would have sort of got into a harder drugs, but the party drug just sort of washed over everyone. And, um, yeah, it was, and, and I, I felt that was a really bad influence on, mm. on our club. And, yeah. um, so yeah, we, we took measures really over, over three or four years to, um, to make sure that our, our club was family friendly. So, I guess today the buzzword is culture, and yeah. we were probably trying to just fix the culture of the place, so that's what that's why we called it drug game
1: and did you fix it? was it like did you you know I mean because we all need a blueprint for that because it it's rife in um
2: yeah 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 it
1: was um we were we were really successful at it, I think
2: um, uh, I don't know if you ever fix these things, but we we definitely. Created a, an environment for families. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. That wasn't there before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we took a really strong stance against drugs being part of the club. Yeah. Uh, I took a little bit of heat for that because people sort of were saying, "Well, you know, who do you think you are?" And um, you know, drugs are a part of life, and they are. You know, it's a bit of the same thing you get from maybe the, mm-hmm. the footy code these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, drugs are a part of life. They're everywhere. We have to. Deal with it. Our attitude, and I think one of the lines in Drug Game was that, that, uh, we wanted our sporting, our community sporting club to be, uh, different and a yeah. place where people could jump in and get away from the drugs that, yeah. that seemed to be everywhere. So yeah, that, that was our approach. It was really successful. And, um, uh, as I said, you know, families came back. We had great, greater numbers, participation, supporters came back. The place was booming and, and it's, you know, it's, uh, an extra bonus on top of that was we ended up being um, a three-time premiership a footy club on the Mornings Peninsula. We were the kings of the Peninsula for, for several years.
1: Well, there As you a, go. You stacked it out and you did I was well. Just sort of well done, mate. Hey, and, and you've written four books, but um, I, I was I was thinking about the one Hell on the Way to Heaven, where yeah. where you had uh, it was co-authored by Chrissy Foster or is it yeah. Foster? Whose two daughters
2: were, yeah, yeah. were abused? Is that the, the lady? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was um a, a story that I covered as a journal for, as I mentioned earlier, when I was a cadet. Yeah. Newspaper reporter in 96, I covered the clergy sex abuse issue in, in a place called Oakley yeah. in suburban Melbourne. And um, many years later, I uh, sort of um, met the Foster family again and, and learned what they'd gone through and their fight. For justice against the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that that um, eventually led to Chrissy writing her story, and, and I wrote the book with her. Uh, it it went from you know being a me- also a memoir to a really uh, strong piece of investigative journalism, I guess, um, yeah. where we where we pieced together the um, what had happened and the cover-ups and um, you know some legal stashes and what the Catholic Church did to people to. Yeah. Uh, to try and prevent them from from getting what they deserve to get um, yeah. through the courts. So yeah, that was that was my uh, first book with Chrissy, and uh, it obviously become uh, really lifelong friends after that with the Foster family, and oh, um, yeah. sadly with, with Anthony as well, Chrissy's husband. Yeah. But uh, sadly, sadly uh, a couple of years ago, Anthony died. So mm. oh. um, yeah. yeah, Chrissy's uh, still standing, but sometimes I don't know how. But yeah. It's,
0: an amazing person Going back to the film uh, Drug Game uh, how can we how can we see that is it it on YouTube or is it uh... No it never never went online and to be to be quite frank with you I don't know I've got I've
2: got old DVDs lying around all over the place I'm sure they don't work anymore Uh, and I don't even think I kept an original so yeah whatever we gave to the International Film Festival for, for them to play it in their, on their big night, big yeah. red carpet night,
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know whether there's another copy around. So yeah, I can't point you in the direction of it. I, I might have a copy there somewhere, but oh, geez, I'm, I'm not very good. I've got um, stuff everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be good to watch. Uh, how long does it go yeah. for? It's shot. only
2: five minutes. Just oh, a five minutes. Four minutes. Oh,
0: okay, five minutes. Okay.
2: Yeah, as, as I said... Calling me a film director, or uh, you know, it's <laughs> probably overplaying it because it was a, it was only a five minute film. Yeah, but you put but it there I did make another. I made another doco that, that um, didn't quite uh, go to where it was at the during the end of my time at Channel Ten. I was I walked the Kakadu track with a bunch of family and friends and oh, yeah. um, and and took a camera there and shot it. That, that was uh, it was going to be an hour long doco. I've got that there, <laughs> but it never went to where. But um, Anyway, that was, that was a good experience.
1: So are all your four books like, you know, investigative journalism sort of stuff? Because you, you did one on the um the water houses too, didn't you? The
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I've done I've made, I've written five books. Yeah. The um the most recent one was different. That was a memoir called Funky Town, but mm. previously the four books I've done previously was uh How on the Way to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, that we talked about. Yeah. The second one was called Storm Cloud, which was about the Melbourne Storm, yeah. uh, including the salary cap scandal. Oh, okay. The third one was High Stakes on the Waterhouse family, and then the the fourth one was called Fifteen Young Men, which was about the eighteen ninety two Mornington footy team. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to talk in Port about. Bay.
1: Yeah.
2: So those are all. You know, they're all. No, um, if you describe it, the first two definitely were investigative. Mm. They were um, stories that had never been told before. And, and uh, the Waterhouse and the 15 Young Men involved a lot of research, so yeah. more, more um, research straight nonfiction, fiction And with uh, a few revelations along the way. Well, Paul. And the last one I did came out last year called Funky Town. That was a memoir about my seven, now, me being 17 and having my final year of high school in Frankston.
0: Oh, I thought it was about a funky band or something.
2: No, I'm not... No, <laughs> no I know. People I <laughs> thought it was a book about pseudo-engalism. Yeah, yeah well yeah, you go me to...
0: Funky town! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's, <laughs> just, just a brief on that is... Uh, it's about the serial killer there in Frankston back in 1993. That's Is that basically where, where the book starts sort of thing, or...?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I lived, I lived in Seaford. I mentioned I played footy at Seaford. Seaford, so they right next to Frankston. Yeah. And Frankston's out the, you know, the centre of centre of our lives, basically down here. Yeah. Uh, and we called it, you know, some people call it Funky Town. My little sister used to called Funky Town. Yeah. We have different names for it, but that's, uh, that's where that comes from. And '93 was it was it's the story of my life um, during that period, trying to crack into the AFL and. You know, and uh, fumbling around in the dark with um, with all sorts of different um, uh, adolescent challenges, but also the um, the backdrop was that there was a serial killer that year in Frankston that that anyone who lives in the area will always remember. And um, yeah, that's right, three women, yeah. three women were killed. Yeah. Mm.
0: Um, and how did, how did we get a copy of that book? Yeah, I want to read that is Just uh, is it online? Is it? Doing...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just search online. You get it on Booktopia or, or anywhere where you order books. In, um, in all the bookstores too, it's been um, been selling quite well, and nice uh, I'm pleased to um, to hear it's been received really well. Pe- people read it and think about themselves when they were 17, so it's um, it's resonated really well with a lot of people.
1: Paul, I just wanted to touch quickly on that that those 1892, how you yes. found out about that tragedy about the 15 people that killed were killed and what and 14. Of them were are part of a football team. How, how the bloody yeah. hell did you? Where did you come across you know, that story? Well, uh, there's a uh, down at Mornington, where uh, you know, sort
2: of fifteen minutes south of frankton Yeah. There's a big there's a big um, a there, a, a memorial to the footballers who were drowned, and and it's a really interesting memorial. If you drive past it, looks like a World War One memorial. Yeah. But actually, it was. It was erected in 1893, so it was a, year you know, a, a, a good 23 years before, a good 27 years, okay. sort of before most of the memorials started to go up. So, and it lists all the names of the players who are, who were on the boat who died that night. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, the thing that really jumped out on me. Once again, it goes back to when I was a cadet journalist because we we worked in the Mornington newsroom, which yeah. is a tiny little office. It was across the road. So when I used to have lunch, I'd go out and go up to the local Coles and buy a five buck choke and some rolls and, you know, to play with the lunch. (laughs) But I'd sit on that corner and, uh, you know, I just looked at the memorial and thought that's a fascinating story. I was about 22 years old then. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I would look at the names and think, yeah, they were about my age and, you know, footballers. And I could could sort of picture myself in their position. Mm. By the time I came to write the book, I'd actually had three sons, so I could I could mm, sort of yeah. picture the the Reverend Caldwell was his name. He had three sons on the boat, so I was sort of oh, looking at small angles, and yeah. and I thought someone's got to write a book about this,
1: so, mm. so I did. So w- why why were they on the boat? What were they going on a footy trip?
2: What what was the purpose? Yeah, it was Queen's it was Queen's birthday weekend, so they, mm. they decided to go and play a game against Morty Mordialloc. Uh-huh. They need not have caught the boat because the train line went there. It's on the same side of the bay. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And they could have caught the train, but the local um, fisherman who was uh, uh, named Hooper, who was in the team, yeah. he told the, told the boys that he'd put the racing sails on and, uh, you know, they could just chuff off down to Audialloc and back and play the game and then come oh, back. Oh, shit. And yeah. so they basically did it for a bit of a bit of a laugh, a bit of yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and a bit of extra entertainment, they were singing, and uh, one of them brought his cornet, which was like, like a trumpet, yeah. and they played music and yeah, just boys yeah boys and young men um, having a bit of extra enjoyment on the weekend yeah. but yeah. Um, sadly, the weather turned a little bit nasty on the way back yeah. and uh, and the mast broke, well, the had its mast, and then oh, they went into the bay and and it wasn 't that far offshore and as part of the research for the book, I, I looked into cold water immersion and, and what it does to your body, because yeah. I, I couldn't believe that none of them could swim to shore. And then I went out while I was researching it, went yeah. and jumped in the bay at that same time of year in May, yeah. and, and realised that the cold, the, the water was too cold, and they wouldn't have been able to swim.
1: What? So you just um, freeze, like you, you, you can't swim?
2: Yeah. No. Nah, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's um, basically your extremities. Um, you know, start to start to uh, lose function in your hands, mm. okay. um, and then and if you start to swim, you know, if, and your feet start to sink just a little bit, okay. that's, that's basically the end yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, though, I've, I've since had a crack at swimming in the cold water. A lot of people in our um, Port Phillip Bay, yeah, uh, love good friends of mine. They do that swimming. They go swimming every day of the year, yeah. and, and all through winter when it's really freezing. Yeah, and your body does that to it, but mm. you um, that yeah. first time that you jump in, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, panic, yeah Then, yeah. then it's it's lights out. And it's no good for you. Yeah, you, need, right. you need to be able to hold your composure and wait for your body, yeah. you know, the skin of your body, to adjust. But even then, your, your head, you know, you get a really bad headache and, and yeah. everything. So. Obviously back in the day they would have had big coats on, their footy gear still yeah, on, they would have yeah, boots on and, yeah, um, yeah. and none of them survived, right, which is yeah. a great tragedy. I, yeah. I call it the uh, Australia's greatest sporting tragedy yeah. and I'm yet to have, have uh, anyone point out another one.
0: So just about the uh, the, the film, uh, the book, sorry, The Funky Town. Um, yeah. well, do you ever think um, you can make it into a film, like a feature film, have you ever maybe... Um, Better than some of the stuff that's around. Oh, right? like
1: Puberty Blues or something <laughs> like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, in 1993's version of yeah. Puberty, Puberty Blues. Puberty Blues, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what sort of music? You go to the music. What sort of music could yeah. sort
1: of we wheel out from 93?
2: We'd we'll have to be probably oh, a bit of fun. Yeah, Nivana, yeah, Nirvana, yeah, all that sort of stuff. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Who, who would play you, Paul? I was... Um, at that time, though, I was, I was pretty pretty strange with my musical choices. When I when I used to get um, fired up for a game of footy, yeah, um, I like to listen to uh, some music on my Walkman at that stage. I, mean, yeah. I, I wasn't uh, wealthy enough to have a Discman, so I still had a Walkman. Yeah, but I had a tape there with a guy called Mark Conn or Cone, uh and he used to sing a song called "Walking in Memphis." Oh.
1: Walking in Memphis, that one.
2: That's right. Yeah, I yeah. love that my, song. We, weirdly, I couldn't tell anyone, but that was my pop-up song. For some reason, the piano and the word Yeah, the words. yeah. Unbelievably, it's, it's a Christian rock song. So, Is that a I'm Christian rock song? Um, so it's a bit weird choice, but I, I just love the music. And uh, so I used to listen to my concert. I don't know, if that bobbed up in a modern movie today, people would be thinking, what the hell's going on? Wow,
1: come on, you know. I don't
2: know, but anyway, it it doesn't have to be my story, but I would love to see a a movie about Frankston. Yeah, well... I love it, it's my hometown. The closest we've had is uh, on the beach, we shot at Mount Eliza, that was where Um, where I was born. yeah, And at our local Seaford Beach, if you watch closely... Mm. On uh, the original Mad Max, yes, they shot yes, scene down at the yes. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seaford yeah. Beach. Yeah. Yes, I told you
1: I was there. And, uh, I was there. A remember, yeah, I was there. I was there. Well, we went to community school on the Seaford <laughs> Pier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we've seen we've seen the film, the first Mad Max. I'm really old. I'm really old, Bob. But wow. anyway. Hey, you were the number one ticket holder for Frankston Football Club too in twenty twenty, yeah. So you're king of right, Frankston,
2: along with along with Shani oh, daughter, yes. her name is now. She played for Australia. I, I did nothing like play for Australia, so I don't know. How I became the ticket number one ticket holder, but yeah, the Frankston Footy Club it's going strong now. They uh, they had to, they sort of ceased playing there for a year or so, but they're back.
1: Mm. so who's coaching
2: there? i uh, got to Danny Ryan is coaching. Oh, Doing okay. Good job. Yeah. yeah the VFL, VFL now, which was the old VFA, in the yeah. state league. It's a, it's a tough business. Really high class footy, but um, over the years the, the teams have chopped and changed, and yeah. you know it's become an AFL reserves competition yeah. as well. So yeah. Well, that's what great I great was... footy and um, and but tough. You know, tough to um, to keep your, all your players and all the rest of it. So well, is in, Frankston we affiliated
1: with any AFL teams? Frankston, have they got
2: anyone? Been affiliated with any AFL teams? No, 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 no. and that's why it, that's why it's gonna be tough. Oh, so okay. Williamstown and Frankston and a few other stand standalone teams. Yeah. So they they'll compete against these second teams, um, AFL reserves teams. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. know, yeah, on their day, if, if the AFL teams are a bit weakened by injury, Frankston can uh, can roll them. So it's, yeah. Yeah, they've got some good ex-AFL players. And some good youngsters. Yeah. But it uh, can be tough if you're up against the uh, a, a, a team chock full of AFL-listed players. Because yeah, yeah. obviously, the talent there is through
1: the roof. We we got the Werribee Whisperer, a uh, guy that sort of um, get comes on the show every couple of weeks to to yeah. research, do a bit of research on you. So yeah, and he came up with three words to describe you. He said. Honestly, well, hang on a second. The Werribee Whisperer. The Werribee Whisperer. Yeah, we can't he's, give his name. You can't give his name. he been speaking to, or is he just Mate, on to, uh, on, online? He researches everyone that we interview. We don't know so, who so <laughs> he is. So he finds he finds stuff out. But, but you're a you good are. bloke, so we're not going to we're not going to dish the dirt because you got none. But anyway, no, no, i thought
2: probably had. But yeah, guys. Nah, care. you, you haven't. Mate, nah, you yeah, cleaned
1: yeah. up the drugs and everything in that football one, and he and he won three flags in a row. So hey, you he can't be that bad. Anyway, <laughs> three words to describe him. Where we whispered, said, honest, persistent, and innovative. You're talking about me? No, not you. We're talking, talking about Paul, Paul. Kennedy. <laughs> because Paul, like I've seen you. I've seen you on the ABC. But can you describe, ABC breakfast. innovative?
2: What, what? What? What have you done that's innovative? Uh, if you watch, if you watch me on the, um, the only thing I can think is that during the first two lockdowns, yeah. I I started working from home. Yes, I I watched
1: you on the the ABC. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's right. So I was in my... I was in our spare bedroom. Yeah, with all your books, your sport books. Yeah, I put all the books in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I guess I sort of... uh, I was innovative in the way that I did that. But the other thing, the the thing that people don't realise is that when I was doing that, I was actually shooting my... I didn't have a camera as such, I just had a mobile phone. So yeah. I, I set it up, set up basically a home studio with a mobile phone. Mm. And, um, you know, I had some good technical help from people back in the, back in the control room. So I had some really good help and that wasn't just me. But now we've got, as a result of the, that and a couple of other people doing it, yeah. we've got these things called Mojos, which is a mobile journalism kit. Wow. where people are now basically shooting stories and doing all their live crosses with mobile phones. Yeah? So, yeah, it's really wow. changed the last couple of years. When I was back on the road with Channel 9, Channel 10 and and ABC at the start, yeah. when we went out on the road to do a, a live cross, so, say there was a a flood and I'd have to rush out and, and get to the flooded area and would have to set up a, a live cross back into the news. Yeah. We would need a full satellite truck. We'd need a, you know, yeah. someone to drive yeah. the truck and yeah. operate the, sat- yeah. uh, the satellite. We'd need a camera crew and you'd need all of that. And Whereas now, these days you just take a backpack if I was to be sent yeah. out. I'd just, you know, I'd take my backpack with my mobile phone in it, have a tripod there, set it up and I could do it all by myself. Mm. So, um, well, not even a has changed. Not even a boom operator. No, no. The, the, the sound... <laughs> There's not many soundos left, unfortunately. Which, um, yeah, it's a great shame. The uh, the soundos, there some of the soundos are my best mates. Yeah, They they, they usually provide you with some great um, great entertainment and yeah. humour when you're out on jobs sort and of covering some nasty stories sometimes too. So yeah, yeah. I miss missed, uh, hanging out with the soundos. Yeah, and getting bopped on the head every time you <laughs> turn around. Yeah. yeah, bopped on the <laughs> head, well, and then sometimes they turn around and. You've just done a great interview and they turned around and said, Oh, sorry, I, I switched on the bloody microphone. <laughs> it's
0: starting shot, booming <laughs> shot. booming yeah. shot. Moving yeah. yeah. you know, shot. All that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we shoot our skits on a, on a mobile phone the last uh, six months or so. It's not it, about us, it's you know, about Paul. I'm just saying that, to, 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 no, yeah, that, that today, technology. Sort of, well, the, thing, the big thing is, I guess probably the, the point of
2: me saying that too, is that everything's changed. So, you know, yeah. your, your, your show that you have there and and you um, obviously enjoy and, uh, you know, your audience will, will probably, you know, it could grow to be a million people. It's... it's um, Yeah, we don't do the it for way, the ratings. The way that we put together entertainment and media it's changed yeah. more in the last two years than I've seen in the yeah. you know, 10 years prior to that and the 20 years prior to that. So it's vastly different now. And it's, I think a lot of it is good. There's a discussion to be had around journalism, but um, beyond that, I reckon it's great, and it's it's mm. awesome that you've got your own program. You yeah. know, and you, you get guests on, have fun, and you know it's, it's available to everyone to tell their stories because really it's just all talk,
1: storytelling. Yeah, but that's what we want. That and, and and that goes back to you being innovative because you started all that, Paul. <laughs> and, and, and we want to we know your story. We want to know your story. We want to know about your three kids. Yeah, we want to know yeah, how, how you started all that. And, mate, that, that story about the 15 young men, I'm going to yeah, get that yeah, book because I'm really, yeah. really
0: interested in it. And written all yeah. these books and everything. that's a You are great. a bloody legend, yeah. I'm really proud really proud of that story, the 15
2: young men. So, yeah, yeah if you read it, I, I hope you enjoy it. It's a sad book, but it's a, you know, it, it, it establishes another one of the great loves of my life, which is footy. It sort yeah. of establishes... Yeah, how footy came to to be in country town. So um, yeah, there's
1: lots in there. Hey, Paul, do you know what maraki means? Maraki? Yeah, M E R A K I. Maraki. Maraki. No. I stumbled. I stumbled across that, that word today. Now yeah. the meaning Where's is the come from? I, I I don't know. I just sort of you know those quotes and all that that you see. Yeah. All those quotes. Yeah. Well, well, it had this word maraki. And it's yeah. to do something with soul, creativity, or love, mm-hmm. leaving a piece of yourself in what you are doing, and yeah, and I reckon I like that it. describes you, Paul. What do you reckon? I like that. Are <laughs> you a maraki? You can write a Yeah,
0: book I reckon. I
2: don't know how to put it in a sentence, but yeah, me either. Yeah, I, I probably, I probably aspire to have maraki or leave maraki or whatever
1: it is. Yeah, because <laughs> no, it's.
2: it's uh, I I've probably think that being a journalist for so long, you don't feel like you're a creative person because it's a trade. It's not an art, you know, it's not a, it's a, it's a service. Working for the ABC, it's a public service. So, um, yeah, but I'm
1: you leave a piece of yourself,
2: things But then again, I, I threw my whole life at football. So, um, you, you get what you, uh, <laughs> you get out of it, what you put into it. And I I've spent a lot of time at football over probably too many, uh, nights at, uh, that's pretty crap
1: but you were successful because you put in the hard work you you, you changed the culture you, you you brought back families in football you got people happy and 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 together as a family a community we've got to get back to all
2: that Paul what do you reckon yeah I, I think so My, that comes from uh... That comes from my mum and dad and the upbringing I had too. So that's that, that's mm. another reason I wrote punches down
0: was
2: to yeah. mm. sort of uh, write about my mum and dad. They're going through a tough time at the moment, actually. So uh, it, uh, it it hit home that you've got to uh, you know create that environment mm. where your family can um, be happy as yeah. long as possible. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, life is life is short life as is we short. all know.
1: Mm. And that's another thing I've seen today. Even though we've got to wrap it up, but. Kids want to see their parents happy too. I mean, parents want to see yes. their kids happy, but, but kids want to see their parents happy. So if you can do that... They're, yeah. They're uh, always watching too, aren't they? Aren't they? They just learn everything watching. off yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yes. The
2: other thing that was a revelation to me in all the different parenting things that you try and pick up, you're yeah. covering some wide range of issues here, but um, someone said to me once a few years ago, and I've got the three boys at home... Yeah. Um, that it was, that it is good to, for kids to see their parents fail or to understand that they have failed. So yeah. Don't hide your failure from no. your kids, which that was a revelation to me. And uh, I guess I thought about that when I wrote Funky Town too, because it's basically about me being, you know, really struggling when I was 17, making some stupid choices. Yeah. So that, um, yeah, yeah, they do. The Kids want to see you happy, but they also want to know that you're not perfect. I yeah. Mean, that's no, that's, that's what, a
1: good uh, yeah. piece of advice. Yeah, but they, they they want to see you vulnerable, but then they see how you deal with the vulnerability. They, they see how yeah. you deal with that stuff, and that makes them resilient. So they know that, they, you know, if, if things turn to shit, then, then there's a way
0: yeah. back, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. my kids love me. Yeah. Anyway,
2: yeah, well, isn't? yeah. Anyway, my, my My parents' attitude was, you know, when times got tough, oh, well, that uh. They used to just say, um, uh, you know, we will learn from it and move on. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, Paul, with those three words that describe your honest, persistent, innovative, innovative love it. I'm going to put down Meraki as well, okay? Because <laughs> right. you're a bloody legend.
2: <laughs> I like it. Thank the Whisperer for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: the
0: Werribee Whisperer. Okay, we can't They're give you very, his name on, nice on, on just air just because something. the police are after him, but... Yeah, if you want to yeah. meet him, you know where to find him. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Paul, so you're no longer at the ABC bre- breakfast. So you're the ABC sports sports um Sport reporter.
2: reporter. Yeah, Paul Kane. sports, yes, yes, Sport sports wow. stories all over the place. How do you then? do that from home? Yeah, I can do it from home. I can do it from you know the uh, the the streets of Frankston or Funky Town, or I can. Wow. Uh, I've got have got good plans to um to chase stories further afield this year. So as we we move about more freely, I want to go and uh, find some good sports stories. So that, that'll
1: be me. Well, can you do like freelance, or do you, are you stuck with the um the network?
2: Yeah, well, the ABC has got rules, so yeah, we 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 I can't freelance and stuff. Oh, okay, but I'll But eventually, you'll be
1: able to do that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like working for the ABC. Yeah, just, um, no, that's you good. Still, I, I guess, yeah, you being you a journalist. As I said earlier, you sort of so, you're always looking for something different, but um, yeah, at the moment I'm really happy, and uh, you know, I've got, I've, my hobby is to watch the kids play sports. So
1: yeah,
2: I I, I, yeah I'm not going to rage off and do anything too too, uh, too different, I don't think. Nah, good on
1: you, Paul. That that's oh, your parents would have gone and watched you. So yeah, it's it's only fair,
2: mate. You they, know, they still do. They watch me play cricket. I open the batting. Are you still playing cricket? Yeah, I, oh. I started playing again because the kids came and played seniors.
1: Uh, mate, weren't you born in 1975? You You're about 47, ain't not
2: you? Yeah, 46, and I opened the batting with my 13-year-old son on the weekend. Oh, you legend. I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> know it. My 74-year-old parents were sitting in their car
1: watching <laughs> me. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we we played at the Two to Stars cricket um, 50, 50th year anniversary, didn't we, on Saturday oh, night? Yeah yeah, think,
2: yeah, 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 Two to Stars.
1: So you're You're a cricketer.
2: What up, buddy? How, do they, how do, the cricketers
1: go wild after a few beers though? That's, that's oh cool. mate we did about five or how many encores did well, you do? oh yeah but they they've got to be oh, violent.
0: oh they've got to be violent. lucky 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 bunnies are still like we had to go down and get some chicken wine yeah we've got the chicken wine they, wire. they had
1: the chicken wire there yeah. they were throwing everything at it yeah, yeah. yeah. like the so we get it we get, yeah. a, we get yeah. it we're yeah.
2: standing around drinking
1: while <laughs> they're still wearing their white yeah, yeah. that's right they were throwing will be lip actually a true story they had
0: they did have a chicken wire one yeah, hit, no,
1: but it wasn't yeah, us awesome, yeah,
0: play. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we're hey, we the next year, so they said just leave the chicken wire right there so we yeah, can leave yeah, it up set up yeah, for the next yeah. year. So just finally, you're involved in uh, youth sporting coach. Uh, what's what's the story there? What's that? What's that all about?
2: What's that?
0: Youth sporting, you're, you you've sporting coach. You're a youth
2: sporting, youth? I, sporting coach. Yeah. You know, I just coach the kids and I started up a Facebook page called the Fun Coach Movement. So it's um mm. and I did a little bit, little bit of uh I shot some videos for the Australian Sports Commission. They've got a, um, an arm where they sort of try and help uh, people who, who want to coach junior sport but don't really know how to do it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've sort of been involved in that, and I'm a big advocate get for getting involved and helping out um, with the kids. And So I coach, I coach a couple of footy teams, one, one school team, and I coach a cricket team. And no different to um, thousands of other people around Australia that do the same thing and, and just help out. So... Uh, yeah, I'll try try to be an advocate
1: for getting involved, mate. You you ought to be commended, mate, because everybody needs to. I mean, not they don't need to, but that you can't you can't run a footy club or a cricket club without the volunteers. Yeah, volunteers yeah. are the ones that make everything work. They're the ones that put in the hard work. They're the ones that, yep. like you, you know. Well,
0: next yeah, year, I I, yeah. I agree. I mean,
2: think there's lots of people out there that's, Unsung more heroes in, in years than I have, but um, yeah you wouldn't run you wouldn't run anything without volunteers. Yeah. So um yeah, you're more powerful. And, and looking forward to forty seven already this year.
0: Yeah, you me too. yeah, all the stuff you've done, they should nominate you for the Frankston uh, the Frankston because... Medal Award or something. Yeah. No, the Frankston Meraki Award. You've yeah, got yeah. the Frankston Meraki Award. Let's let's <laughs> No, Frankston of the Year. You know, like Australian of the Year, be Frankston of the Year. Oh, oh yeah. Mark, uh, so Meraki that's next
1: year. Awards. Yeah, no, yeah, nah, do the Meraki Awards. So, yeah, that's the other
0: one. <laughs> well, we've got to wrap it up there, Paul. We can talk all day, all Yeah, night. but do you, me... you want to say anything?
1: You get the last word, Paul, because I, I don't want to uh, end that the last word.
2: No, I just um, thoroughly enjoyed having a chat, boys. And, um, yeah, keep up the good work. I'm going to start uh, listening to uh, people or your episodes. I'll listen to the introductions. Um, this week. Oh, did you? So I, so I, know, so I know where where, where the name Shump comes from. Oh, yeah,
1: you listened to the pilot. Uh,
2: the pilot. I, I was very curious. That's one of my other words that you can describe me as curious. Yes, persistent. Great. Always good to have a chat and you know, yeah, hear um, about enthusiastic uh, uh, media performance. Oh,
1: thank, thank you mate. very much, Boy, and we really enjoyed having you on.
2: Yeah, no worries. Thank well, you. Keep
0: it up. If you need a, anyone for a story, just give us a call.
2: No, We're man. cheap.
0: We're very cheap. Anyway, everybody, we'd love to thank Paul
1: Kennedy from the ABC. And what a bloody legend of a bloke, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Paul Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Kennedy, what a great bloke, eh? What oh, a man, great bloke. Yes, yes. He cleaned yes. up Seaford Football Club and got him a premiership, remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's good. What a great bloke. See. And he made it a family club. That's what we need
0: to do. Oh. Get more families involved. Like I said, women, children, everything. More people like him and less people like you, Don? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, no, no, hey, come on, I'm a good family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Meraki yeah. man, the Meraki man, Paul Kennedy, what a great bloke. What else were we saying? Were you telling me something about that
0: bloody gym thing? The gym thing? The gym You like that gym. idea? You like that idea? I like that idea. Oh, yeah, you do yeah, everything yeah. In, in one day. do it in and one go day instead of going out three free, full times yeah, a, a, yeah. a week there. You know, you drive the car, park the car, talk to people. It's yeah, like three yeah. hours yeah. later. You're in there and you do a half hour workout. But um, yeah, I reckon What about great, Paul Kennedy in that funky town? Funky oh. town, well, to the A funky town. town, yeah. Is that Frankston? Yeah, talking about Frankston. Yeah, funky yeah. Town, He's talking about Frankston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shudo yeah. Echo, they do a lot of gig down in Frankston. Anyway, anyway make sure you guys it. get the book that Funky Town. That oh, and great Another book. couple yeah, yeah. of books that he yep. did.
1: Yeah, yep. what a yep. great
0: bloke. Anyway, all right. I think it's time we have to go. Well, we need to buy that book, so we have to. I'm going to get it. We're going to Oh, I
1: want to get that book that you know those those guys. There's 14 or 15 went into that boat, and then. like Fourteen of them drowned, and they're all from one one of the football clubs. Oh yeah, yeah. And what was yeah. that book? That's the one I want to get. That's very, very interesting. Oh, okay. We'll find 18 out that. In eighteen yeah. something, it capsized on the Mornington Peninsula. Oh Remember? yeah. He was telling us yeah. about that. Hmm. Anyway, go out. and all get, right. his, get his books. We have to finish up here. Yes.
0: I'm Tony Chopper off now, darling. And on the minute, I'm the American Tony says. No, okay. Oh, I knew that. Oh, Sorry. I know. I know. I know. That was and a bit off. Too. we'll see you next time on Sharkar.